Hey guys, thank you for joining me today for another episode. Listen, I'm excited to bring this message to you guys. It is a powerful message and it is one that God really spoke to me about. And like I said before, these messages are really conversations between me and God. They're things that God is teaching me in my own life and they're things that God is, sh- is showing me about myself through these messages. And I feel the effect that they have in my life and how they bless me tremendously. And I just want to share them with you guys in hopes that they will bless your life as well. Now, this message is titled, Are We There Yet? Every parent who has traveled with their children have undoubtedly heard that question probably more times than they care to. Usually to the point where it is followed by, if you ask me that one more time, I swear, which is usually also followed by some crazy consequence for them asking it again. How about when you plan a vacation and the kids are super excited and anxious and every day they ask, how many more days until we leave? That's what my little one does anytime we're going to go on a trip. She wants to know how many more days, how many more days. You know, and that's just that's how we are. And, you know, oftentimes patience does not come easy, especially for me. Um, but especially when it involves something we want or have been asking God for. Many times I have asked God for something thinking, okay, I'm sure God will come through by this time, only for that time to come and pass, and I am left wondering if or when God will answer me. God is always right on time, though. But man, can he make you sweat it out. Maybe there was a a time that you heard God's voice telling you something down in your spirit that he was going to do in your life, something that you felt deep down in your spirit. You, You just had peace. You... You knew God was speaking to you, but months or even years passed by and still nothing. That is where our faith is put to the test. And a faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. That is something I've heard Pastor Bill Purvis say my entire adult life. And I assure you, God wants us to have have a faith that can be trusted. So we should expect it to be tested. Sometimes we give up and think it will never come to pass. We lose hope and doubt creeps in. Waiting on God will test your faith like nothing else. But the reward for staying in faith and refusing to let go of God's promises cannot be measured. God will pour out blessings into your life and show you favor that can't be explained. Like Jacob when he refused to let go until God blessed him. Imagine for a moment if Noah did not hold on to God's promises and faithfully execute God's plans and trust that in his that in God's time it would all come to pass. All of mankind would have been wiped out. Noah had had a faith that could be trusted because it had been tested. The wickedness of man during this time, during Noah's day, was unprecedented, and God wanted to wipe out mankind and every living thing because of man's evil heart. But look at what the Bible says about Noah. Genesis 6 8 says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Why did Noah find favor with God? Why did he choose Noah to save mankind? Genesis 6 9 says, Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Noah was different from everyone else in his time. When everyone around him had become corrupt, he remained blameless and continued to walk with God. This gives me hope 
and direction for us today. It shows that even when you are surrounded by corruption, unbelief, ridicule, temptation, pressure to conform, you name it, you can and must remain steadfast in your faith and remain obedient to God's word and keep him first. When you look or when we look around today, we see a world that is in chaos and the wickedness of man's heart running wild. It may be hard to see how we can remain blameless and not be corrupted by everyone around us um, that is not, you know, following God's ways. Those who are just doing what's right in their own eyes. We may wonder how can we how can we remain steadfast like Noah did. Maybe at your work you are surrounded by people who are lost and far from God and who enjoy mocking or tearing down or even making fun of anyone who believes in God. Maybe you feel like you are surrounded by pressure to conform, to go along with the status quo or to fit in. I'm sure Noah would have understood those feelings being the only one standing for God during his day while everyone around him was just doing what was right in their own eyes. How did he do it? More on that in a moment. But in 2 Peter 2.5, it calls Noah a preacher of righteousness, which means he likely shared and spoke God, about God to those around him. And it is also likely that he warned people of what was coming and why he was building the ark. But it wasn't like anyone listened to him anyway. But that's a whole nother, um Another message. So it took Noah approximately 55 to 75 years, roughly, uh, to build the ark. That's commitment. And I'm sure during that time he faced all kinds of comments, being made, uh, being made fun of, feeling silly, building a, a giant boat in the middle of the wilderness because God is going to flood the earth even though it had never rained before. I would not be surprised if Noah had doubts or ever looked looked at that unfinished boat and wondered, what am I doing? But I tell you what, what we do know is that Noah was obedient. In Genesis 6.22, it says, Noah did this. He did all that God had commanded him. Genesis 7.5, and Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Noah was obedient, regardless of whether he had doubts, regardless of what people said to him, or he was obedient. He was steadfast in that. Noah was also a godly man. It says in Genesis 6-9, Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Genesis 7-1, it says, I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Noah waits on God. Genesis 7-10, it says, And after seven days the waters of the flood came upon the earth. So, let me get this straight. So after spending what would be a lifetime in our in our day building the ark and then however long it took him to get all the animals on board then they then he and his family and they all go on, on board the ark and then they have to they have to wait another week just sitting inside the ark waiting for the flood to come you know and one little snippet when you read this um story about about Noah Something to keep in mind, it says that God sealed them in the ark. It, that, that's such a cool uh, verse, but we'll come back to that on another day. So he waits five months for the waters to start receding. 
and for the ark to come to rest on Mount Ararat. So he's in the boat waiting five months for this for this flood to finally start dying down. And then he once it, he does land on Mount Ararat, and there's hope, okay, the water's receding, it says then he waits another seven and a half months before God tells him that he can leave the ark. If someone wasn't asking, are we there yet? I would be shocked. So how did Noah do it? Well, that is found in Genesis 6-9. Noah walked with God. This verse is easily passed over, but it explains so much. To walk with God is to have a personal relationship with Him, to know Him. It, is also, it also implies that he spent time with God, and not only that, but took his time with God. He wasn't in a hurry. When you think of going on a walk with someone, you're not in a hurry. But instead, you are taking your time and enjoying their company. Do we take our time with God and just enjoy His presence? Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. In other words, don't be in a hurry. Okay, Just be still and, and be in His presence. James 4.8 says, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. So when you walk with Him and spend time with Him, you're drawing near to Him. God draws near to you and walks with you. Noah is showing us you know, how he did it and why God chose him. We can talk about Noah being obedient, righteous, patient, etc., etc., but it all comes back to the simple truth that Noah walked with God, and that walk established his faith, sustained his faith, and strengthened his faith, which in turn led him to finding favor with God and saving mankind. Once again, when obedience takes precedence, God's favor becomes evidence. I believe it was easier for Noah to be obedient to God despite everything that was going on and despite how long it took. I believe it was easier for Noah to be obedient to God because he had established trust from walking with God. It all comes down to that. It is what separates those who are strong in their faith, unshakable, unmovable, resilient, blessed, and highly favored from those who struggle to find God's favor. God wants to bless your life. He sent His only Son to the cross to save you and me from hell. And I know that He wants His children to walk in victory and in His favor, but it all starts with our walk with Him. God, we thank You so much for all that You do for us. We thank you, God, for your word and how it teaches us. God, I pray that as we look at our own life and we look at the blessings and the favor that, that you have shown us, God, I pray that if there's anywhere that's lacking in our life, I pray, God, that we would first look at our walk with you. I pray that we would look at our quiet time with you, that we would look at how we take our time with you and spend time with you and just enjoy your presence and do we take time to just be still and know that you are god lord i pray that today as we go forward and each day going forward i pray that we would put an absolute priority on spending time with you and walking with you so that we can find favor with you and be blessed by you and used by you in mighty ways. I would say Noah was used in a mighty way. You used him, Lord, to save all of mankind. 
and you found favor with him. He found favor with you, God, because he walked with you and he had an established relationship with you. He trusted you and you blessed him and you blessed all of mankind through him. God, I pray today that we would be a blessing to others. And I, and I pray that we would realize that that begins with our walk with you. God, I pray that you would bless us as we go forward today. Strengthen our faith. Strengthen our walk with you. And allow us to just understand the importance and the power of spending time with you and the effect that it can have on our faith in such mighty ways that people would see your favor in our life and want to know how they can have that. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for all that you do for us. Amen.